Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Thankful for Love, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on November 24th, 2019. Just so you know, even though she's in the back, you know, we won't tell her that I let you know her secrets, but she likes that mushy, gushy kind of love, as so do I. But for you ladies, I want you to understand something this morning as we read God's word is that God has this special love for us. And it really truly is what the Bible would reference as an agape kind of love. It's an unconditional kind of love. It's, it's a, a grace-filled, pure and authentic kind of love, regardless of whether or not we can be good enough or we think we deserve it or we've earned it. And so, ladies, I want us to kind of focus in on, in regards to the kind of love that God is offering us. I have a passage that I'd like to open with this morning, and it's out of 1 John. So if you would grab your Bibles, we are going to be in 1 John. It's towards the end of the book there, uh, just before Revelation, Jude, Third and second and then first John. So we're backing up going in reverse order for those of you that are dyslexic. It might be helpful. Um, so first John, if you open your Bibles there, we're going to look at first John chapter three, verse one, and then we're going to jump into chapter four. So we won't be too far in regards to that. But in first John chapter three, verse one, it says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know God. I think this passage here is an important one for us to start with because the writer here is saying, see what kind of love the Father has given to us. And I think sometimes as Christians, we kind of lose sight of the specific kind of love that God is offering each and every one of us, male, female, young and old. God is offering us this beautiful kind of love. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is simply just what kind of love is God offering us? See, when we gain the understanding of this love, I believe it will change us. It'll, it'll change the way we live our lives. It'll change the way we respond not only to our spouses or our kids or our family, but it'll change the way we respond to the world around us. It is truly the difference maker. Well, here's what we know about the love that God has for us. Um, the Greek word that is used here is an agape kind of love. And it's a pure, it's an undeserving, unconditional kind of love. And it's the love that God shows for mankind. It demands nothing, but it gives everything. And we have to be sure that we understand that there are different types of love. Because I think at times we can confuse these loves when we're trying to express a love or trying to communicate a love for one another. And I'll just give you the, the other, others that are, are kind of referenced in our world and in our lives. It's the storge kind of love. It's a, a love between uh, family. Uh, phileo love. If you've heard of that one, it's kind of a deep friendship kind of love, an intimate kind of relational kind of love. And then there's the eros love, which is a little more of the sexual type of love, the intimate type of love that you see uh, between a man and a woman in relationship. But the love that, that God has for you and I is the agape type.
type of love. It's the love that God wants us to understand and know what kind of love it truly is. And really, as Christians, really understand the true definition of what it means to be loved by God in this way and also how we are to love others in this way. So before we open up God's word and read this passage together, let's pray. Let's bow our hearts. Father God, we come into your presence and we want to give thanks for this love that you have offered us. Father, I know there are many days and many moments when we truly don't understand the true meaning of this love. And maybe even at times we, we take for granted the love that you've given us. We've kind of brushed it to the side and, and, and think that we can just kind of uh, move on with our lives because we, we know that you love us and we know that you care for us, but we truly haven't sought to gain an understanding of this love and what it truly means and how it affects our lives, how it changes us from the inside out. This Father, this morning, I pray that as we open up your word, as we look at this passage, as we see this picture of your love, that, Father, that you would help us to gain a greater understanding so that we would truly know what kind of love this is, this love that you've offered every person, every individual that's in this room, this love that you want us to offer one another, this love that, that you want the world to experience and know and understand and believe in, Father. So, Father, we look to you this morning and we ask that you would speak to us, that you would prepare our hearts and our minds, that you would remove any distractions Anything that maybe we brought in with us, Father, that we would just lay it at your feet and that we would surrender it to you, Father, and that you would speak to us this morning. Lord, we look to you, we thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in 1 John chapter 4, I want to look at verses 11 through 21. And we're going to read them together, and then we'll talk a little bit about them. He says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God if we love one another. God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe that the love that God has for us, God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, is, by this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. See, in our passage, we can gain a greater understanding of why we should be thankful for God's love. And it's because God's love is perfecting us. If you look again at verses 11 and 12, he starts by saying, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. 
Have you ever thought to yourself that love can make you a more holy, righteous person? See, what the Bible teaches us about God's love is that it changes us. It creates us and helps us to become the people that God intended us to be. See, when God lives in a person, that person is changed. It's by the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit that we become righteous, that God transforms us from the inside out. It's the process that we call sanctification. It's changed people changing people. I want you to listen to what he continues to say in verses 15 and 16. He says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love, abides in love, abides in God and God abides in him. I want to ask you this morning, is this you? Are you someone that, that shows God's love to the world around you? Is God abiding in you? Does he live through you? Are you allowing God's spirit to transform you and change you into the individual that God had created you to become? Are you someone who confesses that Jesus is the son of God? Well, if so, then God dwells in you. God abides in you and you abide in God. God's spirit lives in you. You are a dwelling place for God. You are a temple that God wants to abide in and live in and live through. See, this picture of God's love gives us a greater understanding of what God wants to do, not only in us, but also through us. He is perfecting us. He's changing us into the people that he wants us to become. And he's doing it through the love, the agape love, that unconditional, beautiful, pure love that he has for each and every one of us. See, as God's spirit dwells in you, you are being changed into a person who loves others. He loves, so you love. He gives, so you give. This is how we know that we are his children. It's by the love that we show for others. John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus says this. He says, a new commandment I give to you. That's interesting that he has to say a new commandment. Like as Christians, as people that have followed God and, and sought to, to live in faith, that they didn't have an understanding of what God wanted for us in regards to his love for us. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. See, he says, just in the same way that I show you this love, I want you to show each other this same kind of love. And he says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. See, Jesus is referencing an agape kind of love, a pure and unconditional love. I don't know about you, but, but I, I sure am thankful for God's love. I think about my own brokenness. I think about my own sin. I think about all of the ways that I fall short, all the, the moments and times in my life where I've missed the mark and probably will miss the mark down the road. And I'm thankful for this kind of love because what this love does is it changes me, it perfects me. It makes me into the person that God intended for me to be. And not only does it affect me, but it affects those that are around me. It affects my wife. It affects my children. 
It helps them to see God not only in me, but also through me. And it gives them the picture and an understanding, a greater understanding of this love, this type of love that God wants for them. See, I'm thankful for this love simply because it's shown me how to love. You know, I, I jokingly tell my wife, but seriously, that I love to love her. And uh, at first she didn't really uh, always understand that. She didn't really kind of comprehend that dynamic of, what do you mean you love to love me? Well, it just simply means this for me personally. When I say I love to love her, there are things that she loves to do that I don't. <laughs> There are things that, that get her excited and that, that she's passionate about that I'm not. But I know that, that by loving to love her, I have to be just as excited for those things. I have to support her and encourage her. I have to do those things with her to celebrate those things. And I have to love the fact that my, my wife loves those things. And that joy that it that it. It, that it brings, that, that excitement, that passion that gets to be expressed as she does those things should, should cause me to be excited. I should love that part of it. And see, that, that's the kind of love I think God has for me, that, that he loves to love me. He doesn't look at, at the brokenness. He doesn't look at the sin. He looks at me as his creation, and he says, I love you. I love to love you. And Floyd, if you're excited about that, then I'm excited about that. See, you and I as believers should move to a place where, where we love to love others. Simply because God has loved us. And God is at work in our hearts. He's helping us and giving us an understanding of what this love means and how we are to express it, how we are to use it, and what we are doing with it. See, the love that God has given us will not only change us, but it will help us to bring change into the world. I don't know how many times you've said, I wish the world was different. I wish people around me were different. I wish, you know, this would change or that would change. See, the reality and something that we have to come to, to grips with, if you will, is that if we want the world around us to change, then I have to change. See, if I want the world to be different, then I have to be different. See, the world will never change if I don't. My family, my wife, my kids, those around me will never be different unless I'm different. Because they'll never hear the words I'm saying because they're going to see the actions that I'm making. And it's going to be contradictory to what I'm saying the world should be, yet I'm not doing it myself. And this is why we should be thankful for God's love because God's love is perfecting us. It's sanctifying us. It's helping us to become who we need to be so that others can experience God's love also. So I believe at times as Christians, we're hesitant to show a biblical, godly, agape kind of love. An unconditional, pure kind of love. I think at times we're hesitant because of our own insecurities. We're fearful to love because maybe we'll get hurt. Maybe we'll have to show an emotion or maybe we'll have to do something that is in opposition to who we think we are or who we think we should be. But the Bible teaches us something very different here. 
The Bible tells us because of the love that God is offering us, because of this agape kind of love, that we don't have to be afraid to show love, to express this kind of love towards those around us. Even towards those that we would see as our enemies. See the reference when Jesus says to love our enemies in God's word? That's the kind of love that he's saying that we should express. It's an agape kind of love, an unconditional kind of love, a love that loves first before it's loved back. It's a godly, biblical kind of love. If you look at verses 17 and 18, we see that God's, God's love removes any fears that we have. He says this, he says, By this love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. What a beautiful reminder of the confidence this love brings for all those that receive it. I don't know if you, if you catch, caught that part in there at the beginning where he says that we can be confident in the day of judgment. See, the Bible teaches us that when, when Jesus comes again, when Jesus returns, that we will all sit at his judgment seat. We will all face him directly. Every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, but you and I, when we believe, when we put our faith in God, when we trust and believe and what this love is, and what this love has done for us, you and I, we can be confident in that day. You and I can enter into eternity with a sense of not arrogance, but confidence, knowing that because of this love, that we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be afraid. See, because this love is a pure love. It's a beautiful, authentic unconditional love that God offers us. And because of that, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to be fearful of loving others. We don't have to be fearful of expressing this same kind of love towards one another. See, as children of God, we don't have to be afraid of being loved or to love others. How many of you are afraid of being loved? No one? I don't think you're being truthful with yourself. I do. I, mean, I want you to think about that for a little bit. I think that at times there, there's this fear of being loved. You know why? Because if, if I let somebody love me, if I, if I receive love, that means I have to kind of open myself up. And so what, what happens is, is this fear moves in and fear usually will remove us or move us away from living in community together. Because that means that, that maybe I might have to be different or maybe I have to change something in my life or maybe I have to show people what my life really looks like. And so we don't always want to be loved. I know that sounds odd because you think in this world today that everybody wants to be loved. 
I know I do. I know I want to be loved. But I'll be honest with you. There's, there's times when I'm fearful of that love. There's times when I'm fearful of, of entering into any kind of relationship because of love. Because there's something about this agape kind of love that changes us. It causes us to move away and move towards something different. See, this agape kind of love will move us towards community. As we understand what kind of love this is, it'll move us towards not being so fearful to hang out and to gather together and to share our hearts and to share our lives and to open up about our true hurt and our true pain and the struggles and the things that we face. Because again, it tells us that this kind of love, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. There's this unconditional kind of accepting, hey, come as you are and know that this love will change you. It's a beautiful, pure kind of love. And it's something that you and I could be so thankful for, should be so thankful for. It gives us this humble confidence and it helps us to express this love towards one another, to love others around us. First John Chapter 4, verse 19. He says, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Have you ever, ever heard anybody say, I love God, but I really don't like his people? <laughs> You ever hear that statement? Just point them in this direction. <laughs> See, because if you love God, you're going to love his children. Why? Because when you abide in God, God abides in you. And when God abides in you, you express, you live out the fruit of God's spirit, his dwelling in you. And part of that is loving those around you. And we love people by being patient with them, don't we? I've got a dog at home that I just don't want to be patient with. <laughs> so I'm glad he doesn't say anything about dogs. <laughs> but sometimes we feel that way with people, right? Sometimes we don't want to love those around us because we're so impatient with the things that they're doing or the things that they're not doing. That we end up saying, well, I, I love God, but I really just don't like my spouse right now. I really don't like my kids right now. I really don't like that guy that sits next to me right now. See, God's love is unconditional and our love for one another should be the same. I, I want you guys to do something for me right now. I'm going to make this awkward, okay? I'm going to make it a little awkward for you. Right, now I want you to turn to the person that's sitting to the left of you. Just look them in the eye. I want, I, I want everybody to participate. I, I can see you. The lights are on. <laughs> Sorry. I can see you now. <laughs> I just look at them from, don't say anything. I don't, I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to look in their eyes. And across the way, Jason. No, no questions and answers right now. How do you look somebody in the eyes if everybody's looking left? Yeah, well... Find someone to look in their eyes, okay? How's that sound? <laughs> now you're making it awkward for me. 
I, just, I really want you to look at somebody and just look into their eyes. I, I, want, I want to ask you, what, what do you see? And, and you don't have to respond because I'm afraid of what you're going to say, but what do you see? See, I, I think often we don't see what God intended for us to see. I think often we forget that when we look in someone's eyes, that they're a child that God created to love and be loved. I think we forget that sometimes. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm about to say. As you, as you think about the person next to you, you think about those that you do life with. I want you to think and know and remind yourself that that person is an image bearer of God. That person bears the image of God. God created them in his image. Whether they're tattered, whether they're broken, whether they're sick, no matter what, God created them, male and female, young and old, God created them in his image. I want you to listen to what God's word says. Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Psalm 139, 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. See, agape love is unconditional because it's a love that God has given to us. He is the creator of male and female, of mankind, and he created us to be loved, both by him and by one another. And for this, you and I can and should be thankful. So again, what kind of love is this? Well, it's a beautiful, pure, unconditional, agape kind of love. It's when a, a person willfully delights in the person who is to be loved. It's pure, it's undefiled, and it seeks to give unconditionally. This is the love that God has offered you. It's an agape kind of love. It's a love that God has offered every person in this room. Every person that will run into, interact with, and do life with. That's the kind of love that God is offering. But, there's always a but, huh? But to receive this love, you have to first accept it. You have to know it, and you have to believe in it. Love is there for you. It's a gift. But just like any gift, you have to receive it. You have to accept it. You have to know and believe that this is the love that God has for us. The question this morning as we close, as we pray, is will you believe it? Will you put your trust in this love? Will you allow God to love you? I know that sounds strange, but again, this kind of love, it removes any fear. We don't have to live in fear. See, God simply wants to love us right where we're at. God wants to, to show us the life that he created for us. God wants to give us this grace, this hope, 
and a faith and understanding of believing that even though we haven't seen him, that he's there with us and that he'll fill us with his spirit, that we can abide in him and he'll abide in us and that he'll show us on a daily basis just how deep, how wide, how long, how great this love is. Will you do that this morning? Will you put your trust in him? John, go ahead. Amen. Thank you for that, John. Let's pray together. Father God, we come into your presence because we want to know this love. We want to believe in this love. We want to trust in this love that you offer us, Father. Father, by your mercy and by your grace, you have brought us here this morning so that we could hear about this love, so we can open up your word and, and gain a, a greater in understanding of of what this love means. We know, God, that, that you are love. And the love that you offer us this morning is unconditional. That your love does cover our sins. Father, your love removes us away from fear. Fear of this world, fear of life, fear of anything that would hinder us from experiencing this kind of love. Father, I pray this morning that uh, each and every one of us would move towards that love, that we would seek to, to know it and to believe in it with all of our hearts. Father, that we would trust this love every step of the way, Father, no matter what we do in this life, no matter what our vocation is, no matter what we face, Father, that we would lean on this love. And Father, that we would share this love with the world around us. Father, I, I pray that we would start by loving each other, brothers and sisters in Christ, those that you have created in your image. Father, that we would look into their eyes and we would see the beauty and the wonder of your creation. And Father, because you loved us, we would love one another, that we would love you and honor you and glorify you. Father, your word tells us that if you love if we love you, that we'll obey your commands. And Jesus gave us a command that we would love one another as you have loved us. And so, Father, by the power of your spirit, we pray that you would guide us and help us to love each other in that way. Lord, we thank you for this. We look to you and we trust you. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Sol Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at solrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at solrio.com. At Sol Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.